Hi everyone, Air here. If you thought this episode was powerful, just like me, I want to invite you to make a difference. Right now, all over the world, there are hundreds of thousands of victims of sexual assault and human trafficking fighting for their lives and fighting for their mental health. We have a nonprofit called Flying With Air Women Survivors that is registered as a 5013C in the state of Florida. We want to donate, we want to give, and we want to support our survivors. This nonprofit is dedicated to partnering survivors of sexual assault and human trafficking with an online therapist. This way they can receive their mental health care that they so need and deserve. Please take a moment and go to flyingwithair.org slash give and make your donation today. Every dollar counts and every dollar makes a difference for a survivor. Thank you. We've been there. As survivors, as people going through these traumatic events, you've been there. And that place is the shower where you can go and cry, you can go and hide, for that 15 to maybe 30 minutes, or if you're like me, I'll even throw in 40 minutes, we get to just break down. And that is exactly what happened to me after I escaped human trafficking. I found myself in a shower with blood going down the drain, dirt from the days that I have been not able to shower because of my experience and even my red hair dye going down the drain along with my dreams and aspirations of everything I thought I was going to be in my life. For those of you all that don't know me, my name is Air, and I'm the award-winning best-selling author of the books Model Stop Traffic and Trafficking Aftermath, but I am so much more than that. And I'm hoping throughout the series and then also throughout getting to know me and me getting to know you guys, that you realize that we are all survivors of something and we all have the ability to heal together. And that is why I've created this platform. I originally did not see myself on a podcast whatsoever, but I have been sharing my story more than ever throughout the years with the advocacy work that I do now. And I am hoping that of all of the lessons and all of the professionals that I've been able to speak with throughout the years, that we get to bring some healing to each other and also learn how to help those survivors, whether it's human trafficking, sexual assault, any survivors when it comes to refugees, Alzheimer's, orphans, you name it, through the platform and through my experiences these last seven years, we've been to be able to dive into it and this place is safe. This is a non-judgmental, loving place. So without further ado, again, my name is Air. I am a thriver these days. I am no longer a victim. I am no longer just a survivor. And I am here to say it can be done. 
and it will be done because you're here with me and we get to actually have fun and healing and learn that there's so many different ways to type a heel. You do not have to go Western. You do not have to go Eastern. You do not have to be traditional. And that is so beautiful at the end of the day because my healing experiences and all of the survivors I've been able to coach or work with throughout the years are exactly like me. We don't want the cookie cutter. We want the out of the box thinking that comes along with the journey. So this entire episode, I figured I would just dive into the power of deciding to live another day. I have a great friend that I was able to be on the conversation with for about an hour and a half today, and he is becoming a trauma coach, and he is working with someone that is battling a lot of the darkness and depression and anxiety and even suicidal tendencies that come along with being a survivor. And this particular person is definitely someone that I could see could benefit through some of the things that I'm about to share here, but also for coaches and those that consider themselves healers and those of you all that are brave enough to be in the healing realm and to do the spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical work that comes along with being a healer, a coach, or a practitioner. I fully welcome you guys to have the conversation with me to definitely dive into these points, but also share all of your alls because that's how we get better. That's the whole point of this platform is just to improve the lives of not only yourself, but everyone else involved. Again, we're all survivors of something. It's just a matter of can we survive together and not only just survive, but begin to thrive. So, Okay, I have decided to go into four different aspects that I really are thinking is going to be super powerful when it comes to deciding to live another day. Now, we just went into the fact that I was, you know, sitting on the bottom of my shower, just crying and didn't know where to go through like my next day. And deciding to live another day is such a powerful choice whenever you are battling any type of mental health. And my story in particular is shared in my second book, Trafficking Aftermath. And Trafficking Aftermath really goes into my PTSD that I had, the insomnia, the night terrors, even the blackmail and the threats and harassment that I got as experience of being a survivor. And it is hard when you are being told so many ways in rejection, no. And it is hard to decide to wake up the next day. And it is hard to decide that your life is worth living. And that was somewhere that I was at for at least seven months. And to this day, I'm years out of my trauma, but I recognize that is a healing journey. You don't just wake up and decide that you are healed or that you're better or that it didn't happen. It's a journey. And the power of deciding to live another day is part of that journey. And that might be a power that you have to decide every single day that you wake up. So I'm talking to my friend and he has such a pure heart and he is trying so hard to learn how to help survivors. And survivors are definitely someone that you should invest in because if you can help somebody through their trauma, on the other side, they become 
some of the most powerful, resent, like resourceful and strong individuals that become great contributors to our society. And if you can get past that darkness that comes along in that journey, you learn that they are so loyal, they're so hardworking, and they do so much greatness just in general to our society and to the relationships that they are able to participate in. So going into his questions and my advice, I know that I am alone on this episode, which is very interesting. I don't normally talk this much for this long, but eventually I'll have other great like-minded people just like me here to give advice and then also their opinions on how they help others with healing or find healing themselves. So as I was talking to him, I was going into the underlying level of why he called me. He's working with this woman and she has basically came to him and said that she has lost the will, like the energy, the ability to just move forward, that she's feeling completely drained. She's feeling, you know, scared. She's feeling a lot of these emotions and all of these emotions are definitely coming out of a fear, ego type of basis, but that doesn't mean that they're not validated. To be in that position where you don't know the purpose anymore, like you've been through so much and you're just tired of fighting is a very real aspect that we have to validate at the end of the day. Yes, this is important. And yes, it hurts. And they honestly feel hopeless. I honestly felt hopeless. So... In that, though, there is a lot of things that you can say or contribute to those conversations to help it move forward and to help them get to the power of deciding to live another day and to decide that, you know, we're going to make a change. So I'm going into what's called like unlocking the purpose of living. And this is something that's not easy to do when you're in so much darkness, but that's why it's so beautiful to have trauma, like affiliated practitioners to be able to help you with your practice and to be able to help you heal. Or if you are like me and you had to do a lot of the healing alone, it's important to have resources just like this podcast and these books that affiliate, you know, to healing trauma. So... In those moments, I remember lying on the bathroom floor, and this was actually one of my second attempts, and I was in this place where the pain I was carrying was so much that I didn't realize how it affected other people. So the first thing I'm going to mention to everyone is actually to people that are battling right now, and I know it's very private and it's very intimate, and I'm going to get very intimate with you guys as well. For me, I couldn't see the pain that would be transferred to the people that loved me. I could only see the pain that I was currently in. And living with that was excruciating along with the fear that I was having from the blackmail and from the threats that I was having um, because of my traumas. Now, in that inkling of all of my pain, I was able to wake up and to see how much pain it was causing the people that loved me. In this particular case, my brother who loved me. And 
to be able to sit down and have a really honest conversation with what you want out of life is difficult for survivors. This is where if you have somebody that loves you or if you are someone that's trying to help another individual, it's going to be super important to recognize that you almost have to become an authority figure in a way to be able to help them through that because they're not making the best decisions. I was not making the best decisions. So my aspect and one of the best things that whenever I was able to find healing was people constantly asking if I could only get through today, what could I do functionally just to do today? So back then I was actually still finishing up my degrees and my education. And I decided that the only thing that I was going to focus on was to get those degrees. Now my degrees are in health and human sciences, biochemistry, nutritional sciences, and very, very much a nerd at heart. So I completely dived into all of that. And the person that was helping me through this trauma, they didn't require anything of me except for I wake up, I go to whatever school I need to go to or whatever class I need to go to, whatever project I need to go to, and that's all I'm doing. I'm not worried about 20 years from now. I'm not worried about a future husband. I'm not worried about girls' nights. I'm not worried about even work at the time, even though I was working and still working. <laughs> My primary focus just to get me through the power of deciding to live another day was to go to school. I wasn't focused on graduation. I wasn't focused about what job I was going to be at or where I was going to move next. It was legitimately my only goal was to do school. Now, this can be transferred to so many different aspects whenever it comes to the survivor you're working with. Or if it's just you, that's okay. You can still apply this. And the reason I can say you can still apply this is I did it. And again, I did most of this alone in the beginning. It wasn't until much later on that I was able to get access to other professionals to help me further along my journey. So you can do this even if it's just you right now. I want you to sit down and you can pretend that you're talking with who you're helping or this can be your self-talk to you and decide what is one thing that you can do to wake up and that is your only accomplishment, the only thing you really have to get done. But it has to be something that is productive and obtainable. Because if it's not productive, then what are we doing, guys, right? We're trying to move forward. We're trying to live another day, right? And we also need it to be obtainable. I don't need you guys to become the next president overnight, right? If you are someone that's like the mental health care is broken, the whole system is broken, we're not trying to fix the whole system right now, right? Right now, all we're trying to do is get through this day and to move forward in our journey, move forward in our healing, move forward in our lives, right? So I want you guys to close your eyes and just think of something that is very realistic something that's very obtainable and that doesn't require a lot of energy or motivation, but is just enough to get you through the day. Now, it could be you making sure that you're taking care of your child. 
and you need to go to work that day. That way you can pay to be able to have food for your child. That's a great reason. It could be like me where it's like, okay, I'm just going to go to school and I'm going to graduate. I don't know what I'm going to do afterwards, but I'm going to go to school and I'm going to take care of this need and I'm going to move forward. It could be something along the lines of work. It could be, you know, even like having a dog and making sure that, you know, your dog is taken care of. So you're going to do this one thing that helps you as a person become better to live through this day, right? We're doing very, very small steps. We do not need to dive in and take on the entire planet. That is for another day, guys. It is another day and I will join you on that journey, but not today, okay? Today, we are getting through today, right? (laughs) Happiness, right? The end of the day, it takes some work. Now, that dives in before I get into my other action plans here is the fact that you have to realize whether you're working with a survivor or whether you are a survivor of whatever trauma you're going through, that happiness is not just genetic, right? At the end of the day, our biochemistry does allow us some, you know, hormonal differences between human to human. But what I've realized through all of my practices is that happiness is a choice. It is a skill set. And if you're like me, or you're someone that is prone to depression, prone to anxiety, someone that has ADHD, or battles with different types of mood instabilities, And again, we're having a very real talk between you and me right now. If you're someone like that, you have to work harder than someone that doesn't have some of our defaults. That doesn't mean anything is wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with me. There is nothing wrong with you. We are just built different and we're sensitive and we care. And that is beautiful. That is actually a superpower, but just like Superman, If you do not understand your superpower, you're going to get hit with that kryptonite. And yes, I can be a little bit of a geek as well as that nerd. So happiness being a choice, I'm going to go into later how I kind of balance my happiness and how I make sure that's in check and what's healthy and what are some examples. But I just want you guys to keep that along with the thought that you had earlier is this is going to be a bit of work. But again, we can turn that superpower and we can make it so beautiful that you can accomplish whatever you're going through. And in this case, to get through the day, right? Okay. So whenever you've unlocked this purpose for living, it's that small thing that's going to get you through the day. You're getting through the survival aspects of life, right? And you've made this choice. This is the underlying thing that people get caught up on, especially when you're working with people that are still in that victim feeling, right? You might not be a survivor yet. You might just be still going through that trauma, trying to work it through, right? So making that choice is honestly going to be a real talk that you have to have with your soul and your spirit and your mental mind, right? If you want to see the next 60, 40, 25 years of your life and you could wipe up everything that has happened either to you or that you made a mistake with, is there anything that you're like, it's my last three days 
what do I wish I would have accomplished? Right? If it was having a family, awesome. If it was contributing art to the world and you're a painter or a sculptor, if you are a speaker, if your goal was to revamp the mental health care system or to revamp any type of system that you thought was broken, or if it was just to find a little cottage in Scotland with wildflowers all around it and you got to live alone and it was just a peaceful serenity place, and yes, this is one of my fantasies, that works too, okay? That works too. The goal is to really have an honest conversation with yourself. Are you going to settle? Is this enough? Or is there more that you want? Now, I was in pain, guys. I could not see past my, you know, palm to my face as if the lights were all down, shut off, pitch black, right? But I had to have a real conversation with myself. And I had to say, is this enough? Is how I'm living right now in this pain with these circumstances? I didn't have a degree back then. I didn't have a job. I had this huge stigma. I had all of this pain that I was carrying through my trauma. I had to decide, was this enough? If I woke up every single day and I felt like this, and this was my life circumstances, could I live this way? If you were anything like me, you'd probably say, no, I can't do this. I'm running out of energy. I'm at my wit's end, right? If that's the case, this is why the power of deciding to live another day is going to be so important. And for you to find that small thing that just helps you survive. And we don't worry about the big picture yet. Okay. All right. I had to say this to my friend as well because he's working with this woman and he's making sure that she's getting the needs that she needs to be safe, right? But at the end of the day, it is her decision if she is settling for what she has or if she wants to fight for the next day. And you can be tired. I was tired. And that is where People like my friend come into play and there are so many services and so many different people that are wanting to help and understand that have maybe been through it just like me and that are available. And that actually goes into a little bit of the nonprofit work that I do with FWA survivors and how we're partnering survivors with therapy as well as life coaches. So with that... If you are on the other side and you're someone that's trying to help that individual, then you need to recognize that you can't impose on their freedom. They have to make the choice and you have to listen to them. When it comes to healing, and this is one of the golden nuggets that I want to share with you guys, is when it comes to helping someone heal or when it comes to healing yourself, 
you need to realize healing is not fixing. Healing is understanding and transcending. I'll say that again because it's super important. And I just, if you leave nothing else with this episode, please listen to this part. Healing is not fixing, right? Healing is understanding and transcending. As individuals, especially when we love somebody or care about somebody or invested in somebody, we want to fix it. We want to take away the pain. We want to make it better, right? You can't fix it. You can only transcend it. And as someone that is helping, you can understand. Now, it doesn't mean you had to have gone through it, but you can understand because we are all survivors of something and we care. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Ah, I love that so much. <laughs> so again, I'm going to go into a little bit more of more of my advice on how I get through the power of deciding another day. And again, I am pretty far out from my trauma, but these are still applicable even today. I'm about seven years out. And when I'm coaching or when I'm mentoring, these are like four of the main things that I would consider to be very important if I am the person that is actually needing the help. If I am the person that has gone through the trauma and I'm trying to find the power of living another day and I'm trying to expand where I'm at to get out of this pain and to move forward, right? Because we all deserve that beautiful life of every single dream and goal that we're trying to contribute to make this world a better place. And I want to help you get there, okay? So number one, I want to make sure that when you are setting your challenges or your goals, they are achievable with the resources you currently have. Now repeat that. The challenges and goals that you are making for yourself are achievable with the resources that you currently have. I was in college whenever I was going through my experience and my healing in that very raw stage. I'm saying in that first year to three years. It is achievable that since I was in college that I could go to school, I could get myself out of bed, attend my class, do my homework, turn in my assignments, get my grade, rinse, wash, and repeat. And I could do that every single day that I needed to do that to achieve my goal. Again, I was not trying to preach to the world. I was not trying to expand my life philosophy mission to the world. I was trying to get through the day. That was a very achievable goal that I had with the resources I had. Same thing when it comes to you guys. You can't go and conquer the world if you don't have a lot of resources right now. And I literally came from having no resources. So it could be anywhere on the spectrum. If all you have currently is a pen and a piece of paper, and what gets you through the day is to be able to write out that pain and throw away that piece of paper or burn that piece of paper or just to release that is an achievable goal with the resources that you have. So vital because you have to make it applicable 
that is the the sugar to the pastry. That is the sweet sauce right there is the resources that you have has to be achievable with the goal that you're obtaining. Now, second, I want you to appraise the situation by recognizing you can have an effect and that you're directing your efforts here. If you are partnered with someone that is helping you through your traumatic experience and that healing, you are super blessed. But even if you don't have somebody next to you cheering you on or assisting you in this journey, that's okay too. You can still appraise and recognize what you have power over and what you don't have power over. And you can make the direction of the efforts that you're trying to achieve there in the flow. So there's something I absolutely love, and this goes into a little bit of spirituality, which is a huge topic for me, by the way, is where your energy goes, it flows. So whatever energy I'm encompassing, whatever motivation, effort, work that I'm doing, that is where my energy is going to flow, and that is what ultimately ends up manifesting. You do not have to be spiritual to understand this or to even like it or even to apply it to your life. If you go to work, you will make money and you will get paid and you can use that money towards whatever project or goal that you want to achieve. That is a form of manifestation because if you didn't show up to that job today, you weren't going to get paid. You weren't going to get that money to go towards your goal, right? So I apply that to everything. As far as being the situation, recognizing it, it's just, again, having a real honest conversation with you, okay? What can you control and what can you not control? If you are currently in some type of rehabilitation center or you are in assisted living, you can't control what your roommate is doing. You can't control what's going on around you. You can't control even your schedule at times, and that's okay, that might be the best scenario for you right now. And at one time, it was the best scenario for me. So I am right there with you, okay? I recognized, and I even had help with this, what could I control, what could I make different? And even if it was very small, I was earning back my power and the trust within myself. Outside of everybody else, I was taking back my power you will be taking back your power and you will be understanding things in a whole different level to where when we get out of that survivor mode and we start stepping into thriving, that is going to be the bridge that connects you. So when you are deciding and you're recognizing what you can affect and what you can't affect here, as a healer, as a practitioner, as someone, as a trauma coach, you also need to recognize this within yourself and the work that you're doing with this person. You cannot control them, but you are also not to be controlled by them. It is a partnership, but it is a partnership that is built off of respect. And either way, when respect or limitations get brought up, those conversations have to be really real, honest, and communicative between you and who you're helping. Which brings me to my third point. I want you to ask yourself when you take something on, and this could be the survivor, the victim, it could be the coach, 
It doesn't matter. I want you to ask yourself, is this really my responsibility? Now, I'm going to go back to me crying on the shower floor and trying to understand where I was at in life and why this happened to me. And am I even worthy of going back forward? And if you're really curious about my entire story, my very first book is called Model Stock Traffic. It became a bestseller back in 2015, and it changed my life when it became the book that it became. So my story is pretty public if you want to know more about my trauma and more about my healing. But the point here is when I was sitting on that shower floor, I had to decide, was my life my responsibility? Now, as adults, um, we pretty much have to say the answer is yes to that. But we do get in these vicious cycles of deciding maybe this isn't worth it and maybe I want somebody else to have control of my life. And that's when we get down the rabbit hole. So I'm going to go ahead and say it for you. As the survivor, as the person that is going through this trauma and trying to see the other side, it is your responsibility. Your life is your responsibility. And that is a beautiful thing because that means you're in control, which goes back to the second thing I mentioned. You have the power. Even if it feels like a little bit of power, you still have the power. It's not particularly the responsibility of the person that's your trauma coach or your family to make sure that you're okay. But that's also the beauty of it is it's not their responsibility but they care about you enough and they may even love you enough to help you through this. And that's beautiful, guys. Beautiful. So I want you, as the fourth step, is to really cherish these positive influences around you. It is going to be hard. And whether you are the positive influence or whether you are the person going through trauma, it might not be recognized right off the bat. But when you get through this and when you prevail, because you'll prevail, especially if you stick around with me, I love helping people prevail. I love people getting and overcoming to the other side, you know, that high five on the other side. I am ready for you. I'm even a hugger these days. I didn't used to be a hugger. So, you know, <laughs> either way, these positive influences, your coaches, your family, your loved ones, even if you don't have anyone in your life, it could be a dog, it could be someone you look up to, it could be another survivor like me. I didn't have anybody in the beginning, remember? So I looked up to other people that I saw go through traumatic events and become the powerful icons that they are. And I still do, right? I still do the work. So, all right guys, how I got there, that, this is it. This is the beginning. This is how I decided the power of deciding to live another day. And it has been several years now. So I trust that this philosophy works. I've seen it work with the people I mentor. I've seen it work with the other survivors and the people that I look up to. And I know it can work for you. I know it. I never promised it was going to be easy, but I know it works. So if you want to learn a little bit about me, or if you want to partner with me on this journey, I am so open-minded to hearing your thoughts and your feelings. And 
I even wrote down a lot of my feelings in my latest book, which is my first poetry book of all things that covers my freedom, my love, and my power journey. And it is called I Felt That. It is completely available on my website and then also my other books, my other activism. By all means, if you have questions, please go look up my books. Please reach out to me. Even if you want to be on one of my coaching sessions and you want to learn how to be better in helping people heal through their trauma, or if you want to work through your trauma with me, I am completely here. Our tribe is amazing, and I just welcome you to be part of it. Thank you so much for listening, and just know that you got this. My name is Air, like breathe, and that's all I want you to do today.